0: to the tomato tomato podcast it's a podcast about movies and how they're reviewed and sometimes just shotgunning an entire bag of frozen tater tots i'm jenna one of your usual co-hosts i have several alcoholic beverages in me to get through the movie that we are going to be talking about right now joining me is my equally inebriated co-host
1: venom i mean (laughs) why would we do that (laughs) Chris Yeah,
0: I'm like, please say your actual name Chris Don't do that impression the whole time
1: I won't do my Eddie Brock the whole time Just some of it
0: (laughs) Just watching you do it is, like, somehow even better
1: That's what happens when you shotgun a vodka sprite right before you record
0: Yes, yes So, if you couldn't tell We are talking about Venom and, um... <laughs> that was actually pretty good. I know. A movie that neither of us really expected would ever happen. I remember where I was the day that this was announced and just being like, that's not real. Like, that's... something something's just gonna happen along the way and that movie isn't gonna be real. Like, how is this real? And then now in the car on the way home, I was like, that was a real, complete... that was
1: a movie that happened that was a a thing
0: in the theaters that we saw
1: i'll preface by saying i've never really been a fan of venom as a character i've always liked the more classic spider-man villains i don't give two shits about venom whenever (laughs) venom comes into a comic I checked the fuck out. See,
0: my introduction with Venom was Spider-Man 3. Yeah, that's so, not the best. It was the, like, the bar was set very low, and then it was like, oh, he can be kind of cool if you write him in a slightly interesting way. Like, I think they're... He's one of those characters that's like Deadpool, where on paper he's a very...
1: In the right dosage it works.
0: Yes. On, on paper he's one type of character, but in the right dosage and with... People taking different creative directions with it, it can work. And it can be something that's actually interesting to read, or it can be painfully generic. This movie is a weird. It's somewhere in the middle of both of those things.
1: It's so many things I, and yet nothing.
0: I. Okay.
1: I. I. I, I felt nothing.
0: I. I don't. Like this movie, but I didn't hate it as much as I was expecting to.
1: It's, I, yeah, I agree. I expected to flat out just hate it, I but expected, I like, left
0: fan force stick and Catwoman level of just like, I fucking hate my life. This is so bad.
1: I, I, it was I entertained? Yes, there were moments, but I think I was entertained at the wrong moments yes. for the wrong reasons. Yes, that's and exactly what it is. I just I felt nothing it's not that's even worse than hating it it's just like I I just move on from it Mm -hmm. and I don't care
0: it's the weirdest thing because I have this fondness for like Bad movies, and, like, entertainingly bad movies, where it's just like, oh, this is trying to be a million things at once, and the end result is, like, 88 minutes in one of our recent episodes is a very good example of, like, this is trying to be so many things at once, and it completely fails, and you laugh at the wrong things, but you're still entertained. Like, it's, it's more fun to watch that than to stare at a wall. That's how I feel about Venom. It's like, I was entertained by the process of what was going on, because it kept dipping into this territory both intentionally and unintentionally of just complete ridiculousness.
1: This movie is over two hours.
0: So I did check. Okay, I think Google was wrong when we looked the other day.
1: I was, because like...
0: Because now it says fir- an hour... Okay, so it now says an hour and 52 minutes. So somewhere okay. in the past two days, someone has edited the Wikipedia page.
1: <laughs> this... That was... Send, it, it The first 30 to... 40 minutes are are long
0: they are a
1: so very long it's like a a
0: drama of just watching tom hardy get shat on and having everything in his life taken away it's
1: it's in the same vein of fanforstic where the first and second act are very long and drawn out and then you get to the third act and it's all of like 20 minutes Mm mm-hmm
0: Now the third act fucking whizzed by in this movie. It came
1: by super quick. Also,
0: spoilers, obviously, but there's nothing to spoil.
1: You saw everything in the trailer. And
0: then the few things that you didn't see are almost, it's almost more delightful to know them going in and not know how they're going to play out which we'll get to. I don't want to just like blurt all of those out in a list right now. But like there's some things that we knew going in where I'm like, okay, this happens at some point in the 2 mm-hmm. hours of what we're watching. I don't know how or when. I'm just looking forward to it. Yeah. So, we might dive into a couple of those, but it won't be where it completely... If you're li-
1: if you're listening to this, you've either seen it or you, or don't you clearly give a shit. don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> you're just like listening just to hear us drunkenly kind of dunk on this movie and kind of give it credit where credit is a little bit due. Oh,
1: you're going to give it some?
0: A little bit? I'll get into that. <laughs> it, like I said, I expected to, yes, I've kind of felt nothing, but I still, it was a more... Well, I almost I hate know.
1: that I laughed at moments.
0: Uh, we'll get into the laughter. I just mean in turn, there's like decisions being made in this movie that are the intentional ones, not, like, the unintentional laugh lines and stuff.
1: After saying this, I almost, almost believe Ruben Fleischer's lie of of saying that it was always going to be PG-13. I don't Because at no it's... point in this movie did it let on that it would be a hard R. There was nothing in here that I could see potentially being a hard R. See,
0: part of it is just, I think it boils down to editing, and I think... This was the most shits I have ever heard in a movie ever. So I think that alone no. depending on how the the like censorship committee would have voted could have pushed it into but R. That's... But I think I think what boiled down to it is like cool, Venom cuts a guy's head off and then you instantly cut away. Like there bites were a
1: guy's head off convenient cut away. It's yeah. like
0: There were cuts in this movie that were made because they wanted to get it down to PG-13. I still believe that there are cuts where that doesn't happen. Because Fleischer said outright, like, we're going to honor the character and make it bloody. And then this took all of the blood (laughs) out of it and just kind of still left the, like, inferred violence.
1: There's a lot of inferred violence, I guess. Which part of me,
0: I would have rather just pushed this to R. Like, because then but, it can live in this weird territory, like, it, as an R-rated, like, comic book movie, where it, it, it would have been able, like, the other decisions that were being made would have kind of made sense, but then making it PG-13, it's, like, something about that it didn't land... Well, it's, just, it's
1: just insane to me that this movie came out in 2006. <laughs> And we're just seeing it now. We
0: opened up a portal to 2007, at least.
1: But am I wrong? No. This is a movie from 2006.
0: This movie is the equivalent of someone taking Logan, Deadpool, Spider-Man 3, and The Incredible Hulk, and watching all of those, writing a script, putting that script into Google Translate, and then putting it back out into English.
1: Not. It's like we skimmed the Wikipedia page for Venom.
0: Yeah, while, while doing that at the same time. I just mean, like, yeah. it's this weird mix of all of those movies, but it leans more into the... Which, th- that's that's a big consensus in the reviews and stuff, is kind of, like, this feels so weirdly dated in a way that is... Just so fucking
1: It was. Odd. It was made in a vacuum. If you, if people but then again, using
0: smartphones, you could have said this movie takes place in two thousand and six.
1: Sony makes their movies in a vacuum. Not
0: as much as Fox does, but like
1: that's a whole different discussion that also, we'll get to.
0: I don't. Okay, I don't want to dunk on Sony because Spider Verse. I am so genuinely. Sony and anim- Sony
1: Animation is a complete different. That is true, but I from, just
0: I just don't want to lump all of what Sony is doing with Spider-Man into one group because I am genuinely happy with what they're Spider doing. With Spider-Verse
1: has the benefit of Lord and Miller, yes, who have their ear to the ground, and despite recent trials and tribulations they've gone through, yeah, they they can pull off something uh, noteworthy yeah. and. Uh, yeah merit
0: yes i completely agree with that that's the whole discussion in december when that movie comes out we'll touch on spider-verse again but like in this episode but still um well and because that's kind of the thing it boils down to the script for this movie you could very clearly tell that this was a script that got kind of tossed around to different people it was made by
1: committee because you know not even
0: that though it's like i'm gonna it's like these two These two dudes are going to do a pass at it. Then this other dude's going to take that and rewrite it. And then the lady that wrote Fifty Shades of Grey is going to take that and do a pass at it. So it becomes this weird game of telephone by the end of the day.
1: Let's not forget that Tom Hardy is an EP on this.
0: As is Stan Lee. Yep. I knew about the cameo. I don't... (sighs) I don't know how this is happening. Like, cool, you're keeping it kind of consistent, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's it's Well, let's get into the reviews. Yes.
0: Which one do you so, want to So,
1: first of all, if for some reason this is your first episode. Yes, good. What idea. we do well, I'll
0: th- it it might be. It's opening weekend. If people have mixed yeah. feelings about this movie and they want to feel not alone, then we're here to help. So,
1: if this is your first episode, welcome. Yes. Uh, what we do is when we talk about a movie, if we like it, what we do is we try to find two dissenting reviews if we dislike it we find two opposite reviews and one conforming to our view so we're not in this echo chamber of conformity
0: and we we use the movie's rotten tomato page as rotten tomatoes page as a basis for doing all of that we don't necessarily hunt for reviews elsewhere if it's on the rotten tomatoes page it's one that we're going like that's the pool that we're drawing from so just looking at the page because i have the tab open so the tomato meter score this is the first time has it gone up or down i will tell you in a second this is the first time i have been like genuinely excited for a tomato meter score like you you and i were both there we were like oh my gosh like what's the reveal gonna be like guessing what the numbers yeah like i haven't i don't know it hasn't mattered as much with other movies so, with this one, I was just kind of like, what is this even going to be? So, the tomato meter has gone up by 1%. Wow. It is now currently at 31%, still rated rotten. The average rating is 4.5 out of 10. 181 reviews are counted, 56 are fresh, and 125 are rotten. The critic consensus is: Venom's first standalone movie turns out to be like the comic character in all the wrong ways—chaotic, noisy, and in desperate need of a stronger attachment to Spider-Man. The audience score is eighty-eight percent, with an average rating of four point three out of five and almost eleven thousand user ratings. Wow. Yeah, that I I don't take the audience score super seriously. I no. feel like it's gonna because as we as
1: we've stated before. If you're going to go out of your way and post your thoughts or review on Rotten Tomatoes, you have strong feelings. You're not passive.
0: Well, and also, there's an extra, for the people who actually give a shit about this movie, there's an extra sort of motivation in all of the discourse that has popped up in the past week of (laughs) Lady Gaga fans trolling Twitter to make it seem like Venom had worse Twitter reviews than it did which I find hilarious, is if you told me that sentence five years ago, I would have just laughed in your
1: face. This is this is always a reoccurring thing. But it's just with, weird with, having, with, yeah. but, but with fandom movies in general, yes. where there's always a conspiracy theory mm-hmm. of the opposing party kind of hiring or hiring... Like, doing hit jobs yeah. on the movie... Enlisting to, their forces. To lift up another one. Yeah. We've seen this countless times in fandom. Go back to any of our episodes.
0: But it's just weird. It's Mad Libs of, like... if You told me five years ago that there, a Venom movie starring Tom Hardy is having its critical consensus and fan score on rotten tomatoes sabotaged by lady gaga fans who are personally invested in a remake of a star is born i would have been very fucking confused i still am confused but just that the fact that that is a whole discourse this week and it's a real thing is kind of nuts to me
1: but really though
0: so which review did we want to get into first
1: i surprised me
0: okay Well, so, as Chris kind of explained, we have a specific, like, we we pick two reviews that go against what we think, and then one review that kind of goes around with it, so I'm going to say that we start with Vox.
1: Vox. um,
0: This is a positive review. It is surprising,
1: because I honestly expected Vox to be in the just no camp of it all. Um, They start off, Venom is a fun, twisted rom-com disguised as a bad superhero movie. (laughs) Tom Hardy is just a reporter standing in front of a parasitic alien symbiote asking it not to eat him. This review comes from Alex Abad Santos.
0: Um, it says, Venom might just be the most relatable comic book character to grace a movie movie screen. He's hungry all the time. He understands that Michelle Williams is an American treasure. He thinks Tom Hardy is embarrassing sometimes, but he really just wants the best for him. He's a loser on his home planet, and honestly, life on any other planet seems like a better option, even if it means being in a parasitic, toxic relationship. Mm. I do... Okay. Okay.
1: So this review, I read it as the... Irony laden millennial th- putting too much stock into the movie kind of thing. Like there's, they're putting too much into this movie. They're, they're reading too much. No. Like they're giving it t- like no. they don't. To- the people who wrote this totally don't mean for this.
0: It, it's okay. It's, it's a just bro a j- movie. It's just a joke. Like the I I was going to say with that bit of like the relatability. There are an amount of moments and like mannerisms in this movie where I'm just like hard same. It's more with Eddie yeah. than it is with Venom. Mm-hmm. But it's more yeah. just kind of like I can relate to that in a weird way. Like that's how I feel inside is just him walking around like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like,
1: like Oh, no, I totally like if the whole movie was just Eddie being Eddie.
0: It was that would have been better. <laughs> I give Tom Hardy credit because he he saves this movie that he's the, fun the, to watch the only reason why I would be willing to rewatch this movie at some point in time not in the theater but like at home just like a middle of the day like weekend watch or because it's on
1: tv and I can't be find be, the remote it, it
0: would be because Tom Hardy is very interesting to watch in this movie he is giving it his all in a way that is not necessary
1: <laughs> I give Hardy credit he even if the movie he is in is bad. He is entertaining he He makes choices in this movie
0: yeah if if anyone else had been cast in this role or if he had given half the amount of like effort that he does give, this would be fan stick level of bad it it like I get the comparisons to Catwoman and stuff like that, and like. The, the other, like, pantheon of bad comic book movies, but Hardy is just, like, emoting so much and is just this weird, like, jangly kind of performance that I, I respect in a weird way.
1: The first third of director Ruben Fleischer's movie is a painstaking exposition of that complicated backstory, but after that, Fleischer loosens up and unfurls Venom's true nature, a twisted rom-com between Brock and the rude symbiote that's attached itself to him. It's like Jack and Diane, except (laughs) Diane enjoys human decapitation and sadistic taunts. Well, in that context, it makes the movie much more enjoyable because who doesn't enjoy Jack and Diane? Yeah. Like, just a little ditty.
0: Um,
1: Anyone searching for a symbolic conversation about the relationship between authoritarianism, superheroes, or critique of superheroes as a predominantly male and classist power fantasy might be turned off by Venom's fidelity to juvenile rudeness. Yet that's all part of an elaborate joke on Fleischer's part. Venom is so terminally juvenile and inappropriate that it brings you to a point where you can't tell if you're laughing at it or with a profane symbiote torturing our protagonist.
0: First off, you were talking very quickly. If you're reading in the future, please slow down.
1: <laughs> I
0: was following along and I still was like, shit, you're reading fast.
1: But I, 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 I agree. I
0: completely agree with that. You I agree with, your bit and I,
1: I agree with the second part. Mm-hmm. I don't believe this movie <laughs> was made to make some statement about superheroes or authoritarianism that's giving it way too much credit but as far as the the venom is so terminally juvenile and appropriate that it brings you to a point where you can't tell if you're laughing at it or with it i agree with because i was laughing at it not with it maybe there were one or two points where i was laughing with it but it
0: i i completely agree with the second part And, I mean, like, that was another big consensus that I knew going in was that a lot of people were like, I don't know if I should have laughed at such and such, but I ended up laughing at it. I think that's almost part of (laughs) Fleischer as a director. It's been for fucking ever since I've seen Zombieland, but I remember it kind of being like, you're laughing at how awkward, like, Jesse Eisenberg is, and, like, you're laughing Mm. at, like, the situational stuff as much as you're laughing at, like, the funny things that people are saying. So, like, the juvenileness of it all, at, at, at a certain point in the movie, I was just like, oh, this... He means to be doing this in one way or another. It just might be landing a little more comedic than he is wanting it to. Yeah. But my thing about that first part of that the review is that there's these tiny little nuggets that are, like, just mere little glimpses in the rest of this movie where I get what they're saying with this first part. I'm like, you could, in in the hands of a better set of writers or just a better singular writer with a point of view, you could have made this more of a critique on masculinity and superheroes and, like, the authoritarianism and whatever. Mm. Like, there were these little glimpses where someone else could have done, like, a choose-your-own-adventure situation and led to that territory. Yeah. But it just, it would, it would do that and then it would just fucking, like, it w- it would, like, take the shot and then just completely fucking miss it. It's just that gif of the guy, like, turning around laughing yeah. and then, yeah, that's how I kept feeling. Because it would be like, oh, that actually is kind of, like, an interesting thing you just did and fart jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, or, like, and just, like, predictable stupid shit. The like, movie
1: is so by the numbers-
0: it, it does feel like 2006 or
1: 2007. It, like I said, yeah, it was made in this vacuum that um, they've put themselves in because even in, in a post-MCU world by 10 years, they're still living in 2006. Yeah. Um, Which and,
0: I almost admire in a weird way, but it's also just so odd.
1: They stick to their guns to a fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, goes on to say, Venom is about compromising your ideals in service of greater good. Eddie Brock is a nice guy who truly wants to do the right thing. We know this because he's one of the only characters in <laughs> Venom who interacts with and is nice to non-white, non-rich, non-male characters. The other sign that Brock is a good guy is that he invests, he's an investigative journalist who, despite a request from a vast a coddle, a billionaire who's given, uh, it just goes on more okay, plot stuff. Okay,
0: so... The, the one thing where I was like, I'm laughing at this unintentionally, like, I, I don't think they're going for this, is, like, in the part of the beginning of the movie where it seems like Eddie is- has his shit together and is being a good journalist, he fucking sucks. Like, he's- he's just- the way that he's played is so weird. Like, the, the montage of his TV show is so fucking odd okay, to me. Okay, so, let me... <laughs> he's not a good journalist. Like, before any of this happens, he's a bad journalist consistently. So... Uh, so.
1: <laughs> the whole... I am totally fine with Eddie Brock having his own kind of show, but... <laughs> they the whole first act is so long we never get to actually see his show we're just shown like the opening credits to it and like little snippets of it and like
0: it's trying to be like half no but but
1: not even that just like let us see the show part yeah and like actually have people watching it because we have no idea of like his level of notoriety is mm-hmm. it just like a no local network show is it a nationally syndicated show like the, the, the whole the, like the whole was, yeah. the whole first act is so weirdly structured and and <laughs> and the information it conveys to us yes. is so all over the place and so very long and there's very little you could have easily trimmed 15 minutes off the first act and lose nothing yeah it's an eh, eh, it's just don't do what they did
0: It's- I completely agree about the new show thing, because, yeah, it- the way that they make it seem is equally like he's Anderson Cooper back when, like, Anderson Cooper would be out on the field every night and, like, be in war zones and all that shit, but then it also is, like, he- you never see him filming the show or you never see like any of the like you don't get enough information there. I know like it's just a little nitpicky thing, but like you yeah. said you're like is it a national? Is it local? How We
1: have you... no frame of reference. And then Cause, and cause then Cuz he th-
0: also says at one point that or like Annie says like you got run out yeah, of Yeah, I was York. just going to touch
1: on that. There's yeah. a passing remark of you got run out of New York. Well, like okay, how was he run out of New York? Why was he run out of.
0: the Daily Globe or whatever. Yeah, like, so it's some... like, it
1: was so passive. Yeah. Like, why, how. That made me
0: think, like, how did you. How did, you, an how did you get
1: this show? How long have you had this show? Yeah. I, there's so many questions that I just but almost that, don't.
0: Yeah, it, that in particular, I'm glad that this bothers you because it, it bothered me, me so much. Cause you're totally right because it's like, how does he have a nationally. Okay, but then I say that. <sighs> Okay, I say that, and then I can think of, like, five different cable journalists right now who, like, had a controversy and still have shows on right now. Brian Williams. But, like, so, like, I don't know if it's a Brian Williams yeah. situation or if it's just, like, we you're don't on know. California public access. We're never told. But then it, it completely counteracts, spoiler alert, the mid-credits scene where it's, like, he, he, you're the only person who ever got to talk to this guy. Oh, my God, And how did he bounce deal. back
1: to that? Yeah, yeah. He was at the end of the movie, he's still Eddie Brock low life okay, with that's no the job. That's
0: the- a job. When you're talking about the first act being so badly constructed with how it conveys information, that last scene with him and Anne is so equally bad. Like, it just bookends the movie of, like, them sitting on the stoop. It's like, Welp, I'm a public defender now. I'm taking cases pro bono. Oh, cool. Oh, did you get your show back? Nah, I'm focusing on the written word. These are real lines in the movie. We just saw it, like, 20 minutes ago.
1: (laughs) It's, 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 it's... (laughs) There's so much lazy exposition. It's not, it's, to,
0: not to quote the fucking Deadpool thing because I'm fucking sick of Deadpool too. It's that's lazy. just lazy writing. It's, it's lazy like writing.
1: exposition is a thing that is fine. It's a thing I've come to expect, but this was just lazy exposition. There was there were much more clever ways yeah. to show us that he's still writing. Fucking put him in front of a computer actually writing.
0: <laughs> the only show, he's in front of a computer, he's not doing any writing. He's show,
1: on show, and in the courtroom yes. doing lawyer shit. Like there's so much more clever. I'm like, just thinking of the. It's fucking, like, I don't you're have
0: making me think of like, like the last montage of Winter Soldier where it's like. Here's what everyone's doing yeah, after the fallout, and but, you see like training at Shield, and like Nat testifying before Congress, and it, like it's show don't tell.
1: Exactly, that's this exa- just like tells. I sh- I shouldn't have to tell these screenwriters that, but yeah. then again, I'm talking to Sony, so you know.
0: <laughs> it's that's what I mean though about like there's these little nuggets of a really good to. Potentially better than good movie.
1: It's it, it, Like the
0: found there's enough of a foundation there that could have been taken to something I would have genuinely enjoyed and would have been surprised by, but it just misses every single shot that it attempts to take. Like.
1: <sighs> so the review goes on to say, because there is no convincing argument for Brock to remain an uh, impotent loser, a cynical, compelling. So it just kind of does more synopsis this vox article is surprisingly long
0: they're they're pretty like they're pretty reviews.
1: thorough so at, it says at heart see. venom is a twisted rom-com that's bonded itself to an angsty superhero film brock is given a perfunctory love interest in the form of michelle williams as an a serious lawyer who has never seen practicing law <laughs> but does wear the type of suit that serious lawyers wear. That's the
0: thing. Their first fucking scene, I, I was just baffled by, because it's like he wakes up in bed, and he's like, oh, you're wearing a suit. I like when you wear suits. Feed the cat. Keep, remember to it feed was, the cat.
1: It was such a forced, like, hey, look it, they're a couple. Do you like them now? Because we gave them cutesy also, dialogue. Also,
0: this is, this is one thing I will say. I can't remember the last movie. Oh, Michelle like, was, Uh No, this is one, this is a random tangent, but this, this... Reminds me of our Blade Runner episode where there was a weird like Chekhov's gun sort of. So the cat, the cat and the dog. I expected him to eat both, and if this movie was rated R, he would have. But he did not eat either, and I was both Mm -hmm. relieved and a little Mm -hmm. let down because I'm like, you just threw in two Chekhov's guns that then you didn't really follow up on. The dog becomes the symbiote, which. i want we both looked at each other and laughed i want the isolated clip of michelle williams oscar nominee michelle williams walking down a hallway of a hospital and making serious eye contact with like a papillon dog
1: with glazed (laughs) eyes i
0: just want that isolated clip just in in the smithsonian we both looked at each other and laughed because it's so stupid
1: Venom's strongest elements involve Brock and Venom getting to know each other over via a support, a prolonged, difficult internal courtship. Even though their symbiotic relationship may be ultimately, as in nature, mutually beneficial, the movie makes clear that such relationships are not always easy. At first, there's a struggle as Brock to curb Venom's carnal, carnal urge for human body parts, while Venom has to deal with Brock's stubborn human mortality. But they eventually learn what drives each other insane so this kind of touches on the whole like not that there's a lot of best parts of this movie but the the, the, the odd best, couple dynamic if this was just played <laughs> as literally like that as the odd couple a situation comedy yeah this would have been a much better movie <laughs> where it's venom and eddie trying to live together <laughs> and just getting into hijinks
0: of the movie. That is the only thing that made me want a sequel to this shit. Was that it was like.
1: But the sequel I want will never happen because no. it's just a, a situational comedy and it's no, just I a know. half hour. No, I know. It's with just 10 like, minutes of commercials.
0: The, the, the last scene with the two of them is the closest that we get to that. Of like, okay, you can't eat bad guys, blah, 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 blah. Like, it just that whole thing of like them trying to keep each other in check in like the stupidest ways. Just the fact that the fucking. Let's jump out a window, smash cut to Eddie using the elevator, and then Venom calls him a pussy.
1: (laughs) I knew at some point in the movie that the symbiote called Eddie a pussy.
0: Yes, me too.
1: I did not know the context. Now having the context... I love it. I hate that (laughs) I like that bit.
0: It's so great.
1: I... That was, like, the highlight of the movie for me. There's
0: all these weird little highlights that I hate are, like, genuine highlights to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm amazed at how much of this movie I was entertained by. Yeah. And that I'm going to continue to laugh about. When the first trailer for this just seemed like the most boring garbage for, like, months and months and months. And I was just, like, dreading this movie coming out. And I still kind of was, but then there's just part of, like the weird humor of it all that i enjoyed and i feel stupid for enjoying it but it's funny
1: because this humor um it it, it's not forced quips it comes from character moments
0: and like awkwardness it it,
1: it's the dynamic between eddie and the symbiote and that's where the humor comes from and i fucking hate that i laughed at the moments i should have exactly. whether it, whether it was intended or not it's the kind of humor that i think a lot of the mcu movies kind of lack because it's all very quippy um yeah. now jumping over to io9 oh i was gonna go to
0: slate okay let's go to slate then yeah fresh rotten fresh
1: that's right i forgot our own format it's okay so <laughs> slate um, review by Sam Adams, so the beer. So, I
0: enjoy this review. Going into the odd couple dynamic, the title of this review is A Review of Venom as Written by One Movie Critic and His Evil Alien Symbiote. And then the, like, second byline says, in all caps, Wait, who said you get to write the headline? <laughs> so, this this review takes a very creative approach in a way that I find... It, it is kind of... it. it I'm trying to think of how to articulate this. It's, like, one part of my brain is, like, this movie is ridiculous and stupid and I shouldn't be enjoying this. And then there's, like, a shit part of my brain that was, the like... The other part <laughs> says,
1: nominate it for Oscars.
0: Not that. <laughs> Not that. It's Why just... would we do that? <laughs> we just need a soundboard. Um, just of that. But, no, there's then there's this other part of me that is, like, I was entertained. Like, I kind of fell for the stupidness of it all.
1: Whether it was intended or not. But there
0: is some of it that is, like, it feels intentionally stupid. Which we'll get to. But, yeah. So this, let's see.
1: <laughs> so, really, I mean, we're going to link to this review.
0: It's a it's a masterpiece in its own right.
1: This is more cleverly written than the, the movie, movie itself. itself. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, let's see. It says... It mentions... Spider-Man 3, where bonding with a creature caused Peter Parker to wear eyeliner and brush bangs over his forehead. (laughs) Yup. In case you forgot that. So, can we talk about, like, the Spider-Man-lessness of it all? Because I'm curious what your thought is now that we've seen this all in context.
1: For not having any kind of Spidey character... I don't even want to say it works. It's just, like... It... It... It happens. It, like...
0: It, it's able to sustain it, itself a lot better than I was expecting it to.
1: Like, would this... I don't even want to say it would be stronger having a connection to Spider-Man. I wouldn't want it. Or any kind of spider Like...
0: I, I know, because when this movie was initially pitched, part of me because, was like, throw, like, Ben Reilly or, like, some mm, other... Oh,
1: like, my. Don't even touch clones on that... <sighs> I'm gonna go back to drinking.
0: <laughs> I, I this was me from like a year and a half ago. I just mean like when there are movie... two
1: of the two things from Marvel, <laughs> the three things I do not like from Marvel. That list comprises of Venom slash Symbiotes, Clones, and the X Men. If Marvel if Marvel was to make a comic event that comprised solely of X Men, Symbiotes, and Clones, I would burn the world down. <laughs>
0: No, my, I didn't mean to get you on that whole tangent. My whole thing was like, I expected Sony to throw some alternate version of a Spider-Man character without needing to have Tom Holland as Peter. And, but realistically, looking at, as bad as the script of this movie is, the, It was able to sustain itself for the most part, and I think it's weird because I remember the whole discourse when Life came out, and everyone was like, "Is this secretly a Venom movie?" Mm -hmm. And this is basically like, "Oh, let's take that fan theory and basically make like a movie that's half a Venom Spider Man movie and half a follow up to Life, because the alien like focusing on the alien space parasite angle kind of worked in this way." To where you didn't need, like, the world-building of other superheroes. Yeah. Like, I was fine with that.
1: It just... Because, like... The whole thing is, like, the symbiote attaches itself to Peter. And that leads to a whole thing. Yeah. And it gets the whole kind of... Spider... Not a mentality... Not the trope, I can't think... But the kind of... The, the context of the spider. And carries that over to Eddie. Mm-hmm. And Eddie... Has grudges against Spider Man, so that's he says I'm going to be like the anti Spider Man. That's where that yeah, it, it's a whole different context, but for having read very little <laughs> Venom solo, it still has the core of Venom.
0: It has the core of it's it's just so weird to me because like yeah, I don't read a whole lot of solo Venom. But you get this weird mix of, like, how Eddie is in the comics and also kind of, like, they make, like, it's like you said with the last review. They kind of make him a little bit more heroic than you would expect, even though it doesn't I mean, necessarily land 100% I mean, away. there are
1: points in his history yeah. where, like, he had the whole Lethal Protector series. Yeah, where which he,
0: this is heavily, yeah like, drawing from, with the whole homeless people turning into symbiotes.
1: Yeah. Um, so the, back to the review, it's, uh... It ought to be that movies can be as varied as the comics themselves, which is why it's such an ongoing disappointment when they present as paranoid thrillers or buddy comedies or period pieces only to climax in the same battle against misguided megalomaniacs or glowing garbage monsters. Venom wants to be something different, an off-kilter dark comedy whose protagonist doesn't need to be cleaned up so he can fight alongside Iron Man someday. But it's also terrifying to step out of line the stench of fear overwhelms whatever wisps of fresh air have sneaked through the cracks of the doorway. I I disa- I, I disagree with that because the whole point of why this movie is PG thirteen is so he can't fight alongside that's, Iron Man. That's
0: what I hate about this, if it's I that's why that's why I'm going back to what I said earlier I wish that this movie had just gone for it and been rated R because when you look at like other R rated comic book movies that still exist within like a, a larger property you get Logan, which is so far ahead in the X-Men timeline that it's it's allowed to do different things. You get Deadpool, who is existing outside of it and breaking the fourth wall. And then this halfway okay. goes in between. So, like It could have just gone further if it had been rated R. But it, it, it is, it's the terrified of being stepped out of line.
1: But, it, okay, so... Logan had the benefit of that being hugh jackman's bow as wolverine and him being one of the the strengths of that whole universe and having the power to say we're gonna do this and ryan reynolds being the creative voice to make that happen in
0: terms of like boundary pushing and content wise I don't necessarily mean in terms of like where this movie fits in the larger pantheon. My, they're trying. I mean, Venom and, is I trying mean, to have I mean, its cake and eat I, mean, it too. I
1: mean, in terms of them having, we're gonna make this movie this way, yeah, not to fit a whole larger context. That's what I mean. I yeah. wish
0: it would have been just its own, like. But see, because try-
1: to- Sony still has that shared custody, whereas with Fox is like we're independent. Yeah. We're not. We don't have shared custody. Whereas with Sony, it's like, hey, we're kind of playing ball with yeah. Marvel proper now, so we might share our toys. So we got to play on their level. I, so they got to yeah. tone it down creatively.
0: I don't know unless the MCU just says screw it and just like opens up the multiverse or just like, and that's how they introduce the X Men and all of that shit. There's After, no way that this movie would be able to work in the MCU.
1: It's not going to because it's no. not going. to. Spent after the critical reception in no, the box office, agree. which is, as of right now, $10 million, yes. which is underperforming, yeah. it's not going to happen. Feige won't allow I this.
0: It, it bums me out. I can't believe I'm saying this. I think Hardy is surprisingly well cast, and I enjoyed watching him, and I would enjoy... Yeah watching him in a different context more than I would enjoy them recasting Venom. Because you know that's a well that they're going to try to go back to, even if it's pulling a Spider-Man with Venom and just having him be a supporting character in something else. We
1: will see Venom in like five, ten years. Ten years, I would say. There are plenty of other Spider-Man villains I want need to see before. I completely
0: agree. I just mean like, that's a well they're going to go back to because it's Venom. Yeah. Like, it's, this is a 11 year difference between Spider-Man 3 and this. So they're gonna try to dip back in there again and it's it bums me out in this weird way and I can't believe this because I expected to fucking hate this movie. So the, okay. I like Hardy playing this character.
1: So back to because it can, uh, in the review it says I'll try to put this delicately so as not to offend you it's not clear how much of the comedy is intentional <laughs> At the very least, Venom feels as if Fleischer was shooting two radically different movies at once, and even in the final edit, it's not clear which he chose. It's a movie in which the villain, after being called out for being an inhuman monster with designs on ending human race, coolly responds, That hurts. Long journal entry tonight.
0: I liked that line.
1: (laughs) But it's also a chaotic, deafeningly loud superhero movie with incoherent visual repulsive action sequences that kill the momentum instead of increasing it building up to a battle between Venom and another so, uh, less soft-hearted symbiote that looks like a wrestling match between two oily blobs of snot. I
0: fucking hated that third act battle. That was so stupid.
1: I will come back to that in the next review.
0: Okay. I... I could not tell what the fuck I was looking at.
1: <laughs> I will say Rizamed. I don't even want to say he was wasted. He, he, okay. He was just there. There's
0: little nuggets where I'm like, you are interesting. The ju- you are, like, your, your performance is still, like, I don't know. Because it, it, all of these reviews that I had read beforehand wrote him off as, like, he's trying to do his best Elon Musk. I think his role is a little bit different than that.
1: I, I, want, I wish Fleischer had directed him to chew this scenery more.
0: Because, yeah, like, the journal entry line and, like, just the... The kind of shitty... I, like,
1: did, I did like that journal entry line, too. I just, like... I feel... Like, Riz, those, I mean, Riz was very restrained. Yes. Whether For that, too long. Whether that was him or Fleischer, yeah. Yeah. he should have chewed the scenery more.
0: Yeah. Like, be he, have
1: some awareness of what you're in and what you're doing. he
0: never... He strikes this... He's trying to, like, walk this line between, like, maniacal mustache twirling supervillain and, like, just... I like chaotic neutral energy sort of of like because it's this whole thing like at a certain point you're like oh his mindset does kind of make sense in a weird way it's
1: It's just it's that whole like trope of the the villain is the hero in their eyes kind of things like i'm doing this for the greater good blah 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 yeah but it's like there wasn't enough effort it was like okay cool cool motive still murder kind of thing but also like how about more about you I, I, I get your plan, but how about more about you? Oh, like you
0: didn't like all of the exposition that Eddie rattles off there's... when they interview each other? Also, at one point, before that scene, Jenny Slate comes in, also wasted in this movie. She's a goddamn delight, and then she gets killed off, but, you know. Um, but, so she comes in and is like, oh, you need to change for your interview, and he goes and puts on another all-black outfit. <laughs> I'm just <okay>. like, why? <laughs>
1: Riz had to have had the easiest job, because he's... It had to have been a week of filming because he was really only on three set pieces. Yeah. Which are probably next to each other on the sound stage.
0: It was probably another week just for the like CGI. You literally
1: garbage. never see him leave the Life Foundation headquarters. No. Yeah. He's always there. Yeah. In this boring context.
0: Like, I I appreciated what he was doing to an extent but like you said he was very restrained Riz is a fucking great actor who people don't necessarily know how to use in the right context
1: and now that he's killed off in this movie we can go see him blossom in other franchises yeah I'm like hey DC this like- is this is the second big franchise movie he's killed off in someone else save him please i'm
0: like hey dc you need to do what like the mcu did for michael b jordan and just kind of like rescue him mm-hmm. into the, into a different context like he, he 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 gives just enough and a little bit more to this role than i expected mm-hmm. like he's it, the way that the film is edited he still is kind of like he's given just enough moments to kind of like
1: it's really kind serviceable. Of shock. Yeah,
0: it's it's one minutia step above serviceable. I would say. So
1: the review says, "Venom itself is a less molecular fusion yes. than a wobbly playhouse built of mismatched blocks, solid in place and nearly collapsing." And others, given that there's no evidence of any Spider-Man in the movie's world, it's never explained why he looks like a two-tone version of a crime fighting webslinger. But that's the least of its problems. But like I
0: said, that's not that big of a deal. Like. I don't know. it. Aliens look weird. Like, you, that was a small thing to write <laughs> off in the context of the universe. Yeah. Everyone in the universe who met Venom for the first time was either immediately killed off or was just, like, too shook by what was happening to really be like, hey, why do you look like that? Yeah. Like, no one's gonna question that. Exactly. Fans don't care enough to question that. <sighs> like, yeah, it says... It's a movie appropriately at odds with itself, although the tension is less between good and evil or good and bad than anti-heroic fable and something other than that. In addition to being a ravenous monster who needs a constant influx of fresh meat to survive... Um Venom is well, kind of a wise ass. It dawns on the movie slowly at first, perhaps because it's hard to see the twinkle in the symbiote's eye for the rows of jagged, slavering teeth behind it. But Hardy seems to catch on first, playing Eddie as a jittery schmo whose cracked voice makes him sound like he's perpetually going through puberty.
1: Why, why would, would we do that? Why would we do that? Why would we do that? <laughs> Let's go to the next review for IO Nine.
0: Yes, I. So this was a review that I read when the embargo broke. Same. I replied to this review and highlighted it because there is one bit which we will get to because it is a segue to talk about a T-shirt design that we are adding <laughs> to so, the internet. So
1: <laughs> right off the bat of the review, I I disagree with. This is a Charles.
0: positive review from IO Nine from Charles. William Moore. It so, says Venom is a surprisingly solid action movie that just wants to show you a good time.
1: And within one, two, three, four, five, six words, I disagree. <laughs> the action is very. I don't remember what happened. Action-wise. The action. It's, the
0: action isn't it, directed well.
1: It's not even. It's not that.
0: It's very. It's boring. competent. Yes, it's competent. It's not. But in. It's
1: so bland.
0: In an era where there's, like, superhero movies kind of, like, one-upping each other in terms of fight scenes, it's just, like, this doesn't...
1: It it was bare-bones creative with what the symbiote can do.
0: It's very... Like, Marvel Marvel TV is better at their fight scenes than most of this movie was with its fight scenes. Yeah,
1: it... it, I think Ruben Fleischer's strengths are... In the Situation. awkward situational comedy, not so much the creative mind to know what to do with symbiote action sequences yeah. and set pieces. Uh, like the whole chasing on the bike was like.
0: But it, it, it dragged on. It dragged on too like,
1: long. And then it sped right into the third act, which was like, okay, this is happening.
0: Well, no, there was some stuff in between. But, but okay. Like,
1: but, like, even then, like the The best action movie this summer was, come on, fill in the blank here. Mission
0: Impossible.
1: Mission Fallout. Impossible Fallout. I'm Thank drunk. You. It
0: took me a millisecond. I'm sorry. The
1: motorcycle chase scene in that movie it's was so very inspired. It's so very inspired and creative without having a symbiote, which adds there's a lack of creativity when you have this alien thing that can maneuver so many different ways and be creative with how you move around set it's pieces a and Swiss interact
0: knife of like it capabilities. is and then which that was weird to <clears throat> me there's there's like just enough hinted at like the symbiote home world and like the the like class structure and the society that goes on there but it i found it befuddling and i don't read enough venom or symbiote stuff to really get this but when when venom is telling eddie about riot and he's like oh he which they never name him riot by the way that like they They do
1: no i didn't hear him no yeah when um the venom is talking to eddie about and it's like riot he's like he's like our leader oh
0: i never heard the name but but the point is is that he says in that line like he's got some shit you haven't even seen yet and i'm like you all can do the same like, thing. I think it was
1: like okay, he can make knives and swords he out can, of his arms and become a porcupine.
0: Like hey, Eddie, if you th- or hey it's Venom, like, if you think hard enough, you it's, probably. It's can like do
1: no that too. wonder Venom is considered a fucking loser yeah. on the symbiote planet because he's, like he's emo, lame.
0: He's just like the emo kid of the symbiote yeah. world. Like, yeah, it.
1: Drif- so- Drifting away from the source material is always a risky gamble when it comes to comic book movies, especially when a film is trying to establish a character who's meant to carry a franchise. Roam too far in comics, purists will dismiss the movie as fundamentally inauthentic, come too close, and a movie becomes dense to the point of being a drag. And in Venom's case, run into all kinds of legal complications that Sony's probably trying to avoid. I, I disagree with that sentiment. Granted, I. And this is a very bad comparison, and I, I'll i admit that Infinity War mm-hmm. is front-loaded with stuff that, like, if you have read Infinity Gauntlet or yeah, anything, you know where they're coming from. If you just go into Infinity War blind, yeah. it's like, holy shit, this is a lot, yeah. but they know you have the benefit of watching everything before it for the last 10 years yeah i know it's a bad comparison but it's like we're I'm at this i'm trying the, to think of
0: another example we're at
1: this point with comic book movies where it shouldn't be by the numbers and spoon feed the audience everything is like we can dive right into this shit we don't need basic origin stories anymore and yes you're raising your hand you with the hair
0: I'm raising my hand. So just going with the roam too far or come too close dichotomy, there's a movie from this decade that established a franchise and was both close to the comics and deemed controversial at the same time, and it's Man of Steel. Yeah. And it doesn't spoon-feed you shit. Granted, there's more Superman movies to go off of as a cultural frame of reference in the way that Venom really doesn't have at all. Like, they're the one cultural reference, if you're just someone who goes and sees movies, your preconceived notions of Venom is bad. But, like, Man of Steel strikes that balance of, like, we're not gonna spoon-feed you shit, but we're still gonna, like, give you things that are beneficial and rewarding if you read the comics. Mm-hmm. But they're not, like, necessary.
1: Yeah. Like, if I was to pull everyone who left our theater, I think they would have left happy and entertained. That's a stupid mouth breather mentality of like, hey. People
0: cheered. People clapped when the showing got done. Yeah. I have not heard that kind of clapping since... I don't even remember. Black Panther, maybe. But I saw it, like, the next day at a matinee. And people were kind of quiet. Because, like, Infinity War was the most recent one where, like, it got a visceral reaction. But everyone was just shell-shocked. But, like, this one, people genuinely applauded. And I was just like, what?
1: (laughs) One thing I will give Sony credit for from learning from past mistakes, whether it was intentional or not is that they did not... Saying this out loud, I'm realizing I'm wrong in my statement. <laughs> um, as far as the movie from the opening to the start of the end credits, they do not make an effort to... To world build? To world build and put too many eggs in their basket, put the cart but before the that, horse. Okay. But, so Because Amazing Spider-Man 2 yes. is is shat victim of that. It shat the bed. It that's was one of its many downfalls. And then we get to the post-credits scene with that
0: the mid-credits. We have to do a oh, mid-credits
1: scene. So the mid-credits scene's awful. Awful Ronald McDonald wig.
0: <laughs> I okay, so we knew the post-credits scene. I had read it earlier. Like some other site wrote it up and I had to read it for work and I was just like I just want to know. And so then the description that another site had written up was basically that Spoiler alert if you're listening this far we are an hour into this episode if you if you're listening this far just stop that Cletus Cassidy Carnage is wearing a Pennywise from It wig, and I was like, oh, oh no! And then I saw no, like, no,
1: no, no, it's a Ronald McDonald. It's McDonald's. halfway.
0: It's like a weird knockoff. It's like those Halloween costumes <sighs> that can't say what the thing is, so they just say words that are similar. It was like
1: Woody Harrelson was late, and was like, fuck it, just throw this wig on. It's fine. Go, 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 go.
0: It doesn't match anything. And no. also, like, it looks so artificial on him in a way that I'm like are they giving you hair dye in the prison yeah (laughs) like are you bleeding your hair red like what the fuck is going on here it's so weird to me i don't mind that he's cast as carnage we are never going to see him be carnage but it is interesting to me that like it makes sense given fleischer but he's definitely not the definitive best choice to be playing carnage like, there are so many other actual redheads. <laughs> like, yeah. not to boil it down to, like, hair, but it's also just, like, it's Woody Harrelson. We've already seen him in, like, two big franchise movies so, so far this year. And
1: the whole th- the whole post-credit scene is not earned. It's so gratuitous in its and, like, attempt they, to set up a sequel. Like, there's no telegraphing of Cletus. Like The, the only
0: thing is, is in the last scene with Annie where he goes, I have a big interview lined up.
1: They could have had something earlier in the movie where it's like, hey, I'm chasing this lead on this murderer or I help put away this murderer to help yeah. est- like, establish a relationship between Brock and Cletus. Because
0: okay. <sighs> it's all just very... That's the thing. It's not earned so, in any way. Well, and it's the same thing with Carlton Drake almost to an extent because Eddie just kind of... he He figures out who this person is. He's like, well, I kind of know them. I'm going to do my research. And then he immediately hates them. Because it's the same thing with Drake, is he's just like, I guess I'll interview this tech guy, and then he happens to get Anne's email, and then he's like, oh no, I I hate this guy now, I need to ruin his life. And mm-hmm. so it's it's that same kind of ham-fisted bullshit with Carnage, it's just they barely start setting it up. Yeah
1: going into venom you fully expect to see them rip people apart and munch on their guts but it's legitimately shocking the first time you see eddie and venom say thank you and you're <laughs> welcome to one another so much of venom's identity is marvel's comics is tied up to themes of torture and trauma and there are definitely elements of that throughout venom but at the same time the movie is also much more concerned about having fun with its central characters and the wildness of of their dynamic. Can
0: I read the next paragraph? Because it's my favorite paragraph in a movie review this entire year. Yes. Even more pleasantly surprising about Venom is how, forgive me, high-key fucky a movie it is. At multiple points, Eddie mentions how the symbiote, which materializes through his skin over whatever he is wearing, may or may not also literally be up his ass at all times. And there are a couple of sequences with decidedly Freudian overtones that gel with Eddie and Venom's current relationship in the comics, which that bit then links to the article about Eddie and Venom having a baby in the comics. (laughs) Um, the film doesn't exactly delve into the undeniable queerness of Eddie and Venom's bond, but there's just enough of that energy running between them to give the story a titillating edge that will be readily apparent to the venom thirst crowd like i don't get how ruben it, fleischer it, was so, like people want to fuck venom where did that come from so, when they literally make out
1: so if i was editing this movie the end scene of them walking away would have been set to queens you're my best friend like <laughs> ooh, you're making me but, live but see, then that,
0: that just like friend zones them it's Until like, the, the sequel. It's the dude equivalent of, like, gal pal. <laughs> like, they, I, going back again to a script with a clear vision and a director that's not necessarily just trying to make two movies at once, they're a completely different, like, you could have taken the bare bones of the script and made an even queerer movie, like, deliberately so. And you could mm-hmm. have kind of addressed, like, the weird queerness of this character and how this whole thing works. But instead, we just kind of barely hint at it, and it's in this way that, like, dude bros just kind of laugh at and then kind of brush off. Mm-hmm. But part of me was just like, I want to dive into that. I want I want someone to write Venom in a way that, like, wholeheartedly addresses just, like, how queer this is. Yeah. In, a, in, like, a interesting and positive way. Not in a derogatory, like way about their relationship it's just kind of it's such a weird relationship venom
1: is one of those characters much like Punisher has been co-opted
0: by dude bros.
1: By dude bros. Yeah, who have a fundamental misunderstanding of, <laughs> of what the characters are.
0: They're boiled down to a symbol, and they they don't really have the understanding of hey, it's, it's hey
1: dude bros. Punisher is actually a commentary on post traumatic stress disorder, and, and it was the, a character the, from the Viet.
0: failure of the military.
1: <laughs> but you know, keep putting the Punisher logo on your trucks, and you know, you even can vote go to like NRA.
0: Superman almost to an extent. It's like. Hey, look! Superman's an immigrant. He's yeah. an illegal immigrant who wants to fight for everyone. Like
1: somewhere out there is a very good idea for, be it a comic or a movie, mm-hmm. where it it explores the flu- masculinity, the fluidity and masculinity and toxic masculinity yes. of the Venom. relationship between Venom and whatever, uh, Venom and whatever host he has.
0: Because even like. <sighs> Like the makeout scene, like Eddie and Venom make out in this movie. Technically, it's a bit of a cop out because it's technically she, Venom, which.
1: But it is. But to... is but it's the symbiote driving yes. Yes. the host. But, so uh,
0: part yeah, there's a there's a different version of this movie, or there's a comic adaptation of that moment that addresses the fact of like, oh, Venom is kind of like. <laughs> Gender queer and just is willing to bond with whatever and doesn't really give a fuck kind of thing, and like it doesn't affect his relationship with Eddie at all, which is an interesting thing. It's exactly what you said. the dude bros have co-opted this character and turned into into one thing, but then the actual reading of it can be so completely different mm-hmm. in this way that I'm like, you none of you get this like we were sitting kind of completely surrounded by the broiest of dude bros who I wanted to punch by the end of the movie because they were very annoying um on multiple levels but like they completely like so much so many things just like went over their heads Mm -hmm. and i'm just like you're you're just
1: they're there for the masculinity and they were the
0: ones who like blindly clapped at everything yeah and i'm just kind of like you (sighs) You can enjoy this movie, but you also need to, like...
1: Their reading of it was You need to read your content and
0: not just have it wash over you, kind of.
1: Mm -hmm. In the review, that all being said, Venom is not without its flaws. It's absolutely full of them. (laughs) The first 20 minutes or so move at a brisk, confusing clip, and it feels like a haphazardly cut-together opening that could definitely use some reworking. Drake's ultimate evil plan involving the symbionts isn't a well-thought-out or articulated in a clear way, and Jenny Slate is woefully underutilized. There's also Hardy's American accent, while not exactly ignoring, is inconsistent from scene to scene and hits the ear wrong on more than one occasion. If anything, Venom's greatest weakness is actually the way Sony's marketed movie. Like Hardy's accent, it seems as though the studio has been, hasn't has been quite sure just what kind of tone it wants to strike with its advertisements. We send mixed messages about what kind of movie uh, Venom really is. Yeah. And
0: then it's well, and Then it says, it's not nearly as dark or bloody or brooding of a film as Sony could have made. Rather, it's a loud, kind of silly, action-slash-buddy-cop movie that just wants you to kick back with a bucket of popcorn and have a good time while a space monster licks his chops at you. Which, granted, I read this review before we saw the movie, but that was how I approached this movie. We got an extra-large popcorn, and I just sat there and was like, I'm going to just laugh at this and just have fun. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. it made me forget about the real world for like two hours. Yeah. even if it was, even if it was a flawed movie, it's still qualified as entertainment. Yeah, it did more so than some other comic book movies where it's like, Oh, this is a little too real or like mm-hmm. this isn't keeping my attention enough to really like,
1: uh, like I hate to say it, but
0: it kept my attention. There's a
1: time and a place for like, I Dumb don't. Movies. Yeah, I don't want to completely dismiss the idea of having a movie where I could just like turn my brain off and yeah. just shout down on popcorn. This is one of those.
0: It was. It was. I have no desire
1: to see it again no, relatively soon.
0: I'm not gonna see it in the theater again probably, but like I, I wouldn't be opposed to like buying this on DVD when it goes on sale in like a year or so. Like I, I don't hate this movie it it like you said it fills this void which compared to like infinity war and panther and all of these other movies that like made me think a little too much in one way or another if this
1: movie came out 15 years ago it would have been received slightly better yes but since we are in a post infinity war world the expectations of what we get from superhero movies has changed in yeah. terms of the how it fits it hit the audiences expect it to fit into a larger context we very rarely now will get a true solo i mean there are exceptions i mean the next big one will be aquaman will be a true solo but yeah. still it's part it's of this, this larger context yeah
0: well unlike this like this is so small in retrospect like in comparison to some other things it's very self-contained in this weird way to where you don't really have to worry about mm-hmm like you said any of the continuity or the world building or whatever and like you were saying earlier they very easily could have stuck a fucking sting for like morbius at the end and they didn't they yeah. were just like no this like granted they're trying to set up the next venom movie but you can argue that every mcu like even like phase one solos were kind of doing that mm-hmm. of like we're gonna set up the sequel assuming we get one
1: there there are many ways they could have squeezed in, like.
0: Morbius or Morbius, Black, Cat, Black or,
1: Cat or anything, yeah. but I I admire...
0: Them for not.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they showed a lot of restraint in not doing that, I which is good on I would have been mad them. if
0: they had. Going in, if I knew, like, oh, they mentioned Black Cat or Silver Sable, yeah. I or, like, they pop up somehow, I would have been annoyed. Because yeah. it's, like, just...
1: <sighs> because it's treading on the same ground, and, like, these are mistakes you've made before. Focus on one good movie at a time. And
0: then go from there, which it seems to be... DC's mindset and then is now becoming Marvel's post Avengers 4 mindset of like we're gonna just focus on one movie at a time granted we're like just letting each movie be able to stand on its own if it builds to something eventually then cool but I kind of like this weird thing of not having all of phase 3 like having all of phase 3 mapped out was cool even though it changed a little bit here and there Mm -hmm. but it's nice not really knowing what's next because I think there's a little bit more creativity, like room for creativity there than like everything has to be a piece of Infinity War mm-hmm. or Secret Wars or whatever the fuck the next big event thing is gonna be.
1: Yeah, let I I I'm I'm hopeful and I want them to be at that point where everything can stand on its own and not be a part of a bigger whole. Part of it is because the fandom is so hungry for information and part of it is just that they're hungry for inter- information and internet is driven by clicks that we need to have news we need to have information about these franchises and movies
0: we literally go like that we were setting up for this episode and it was like oh marvel has a dark avengers movie and like, early stages of development. It's like, I would have been fine not knowing that. I would have been fine just like, oh, cool, that's a thing we're going to eventually build
1: Everything that they do is under a microscope. Yeah. And the the smallest bit of news will be Blow. blown blown up and examined to bits. And it could be a nothing. The photo of
0: literally nothing. And yeah. it can be examined like fucking crazy.
1: And that's just the the nature of the, the culture now.
0: Yeah, and so I admire i admire venom for just being what it is and not trying to springboard this larger part like not trying to just set up all of these other things in the process it's exactly what you said with amazing spider-man 2 it's like you were just they were trying to set up three different sequels Mm -hmm. at the same point in time yep like almost the raimi movies almost handle it better because, like, remember, I didn't know what the Spider-Man 4, like, plot was supposed to be. Because yep. there's no hint of it in 3. It's just kind of like, we're just going to keep going. Well,
1: so, <laughs> Raimi... Yeah. He just wanted to tell a movie with Sandman. Yeah. The studio uh, wanted to put Venom in there. Yeah. And Raimi was very against that. Because, like me, he's a fan of the more classic Spider-Man villains. And he... That kind of interfered with the story he was telling and they forced it on him mm-hmm. and we know how that turned out now i the argument of there's there's too many villains in spider-man 3 and that's why it was bad it's like no oh, look at not even just that any superhero movie nowadays Except
0: for amazing spider-man 2 i also think they handle their villains badly because you never get enough
1: yeah it's, it's n- like,
0: oh, Rhino's here, I guess. Like- <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's not that there's too many villains. It's just bad, poor writing. Bad scripts. Yeah. Yeah. That's the core of it all. That's where the problem started. Yeah. You can have 20 villains in a movie and still make it work. It's just, if the script isn't there, it, the movie's going to fall apart.
0: You're completely right. Yeah. So, yeah. We, uh, we don't hate Venom, surprisingly.
1: I like, hate Venom. We hate as a,
0: as a character. But as a movie i am surprised by the my reaction which like you said it's for it's you you feel nothing at the same time but the fact that you feel nothing feels positive in its own way (laughs) because like Mm -hmm. because like going in my assumption was going to be a lot worse
1: my if it's on tv just watch it there rent it i red box it red box go we're so dollar theater we're gonna have another bonus Bonus. episode very soon um (laughs) it's gonna be the other movie opening this weekend a star is born yeah um i have a feeling i'd recommend that one right now over venom yes yes but...
0: It's also, like, comparing to completely different
1: It things. is. I mean, like in, in, I mean, in terms of if you're going to see a movie this very yeah, weekend, what are you going born. to see? A Star is What born. are you going to spend your money on?
0: Yes. The only reason why we are seeing A Star is Born tomorrow is because it was a way to butter you up to seeing Venom tonight. Because <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. was like, I need <laughs> to go see Venom. And you're like, I don't want to. And I was like, well, we can go see A Star is Born tomorrow. And you were like, okay. <laughs> okay.
1: I can compromise that. But there. no,
0: it's like... <sighs> It's going to, we'll obviously compare when we talk about A Star is Born tomorrow, but like, there's this, it's like comparing a nice salad to like a bucket of fried chicken. Like, it's too completely... Uh,
1: Both are very good in their own right, but there's they, a time they feel, and a place. Yeah,
0: they fill completely different needs. Yeah. So, this movie filled a need that feels so dated, but I also appreciate in a weird, weird it's way. It's
1: almost admirable of Sony to make this... 15 Time years castle. too late. I know.
0: <sighs> yeah. We can't really... We can't really do our next... Our, like, last segment. So, I mean.
1: yeah, usually we're not gonna do our last segment. It's usually we just fan cast the people from the thing we watched into a comic book and movie. I'll, I'll
0: offer one suggestion. If you had to pick someone else to direct a Venom movie, like, a sequel, who would it be?
1: I <sighs> i don't even know i don't want to condemn condemn someone to that (laughs) so i'm gonna i'm gonna do a stay of execution on anyone
0: i would personally give taika watiti several thousands of dollars just to make a 10 minute venom short that's just odd couple but with venom
1: if it was like a just a 10 minute short Sure, but I, I, I still don't want to no, get a No, suffer. I know.
0: I just mean in a weird alternate, like, elsewhere yeah. situation. Because it would totally lean on the ridiculousness of it all, but in a very less dude bro kind of way. hmm. So.
1: Because Deathstroke's not going to happen, yeah. Gareth Edwards.
0: Yes, I agree with that. He would make a very interesting. Like, the action sequences would be leaps and bounds better. That's based sure. based
1: off of what he recently said about deathstroke and it's, his it's inspiration for now yeah. yeah he he has some very inspired ideas about action directing like, in particular
0: yeah and like dude bro superheroes yeah so it would be interesting i completely agree with that that's I
1: don't know the if he that's, the first, it, that's the first that's the first person that comes to that's mind. that's a
0: good suggestion so i think we'll leave it at that um, where can people find you on the internet? They
1: can find me at their Chris Vitto. Where can they find you?
0: They can find me at Hey, It's Jenna Lynn. You can find our show at Tomato we Tomato or on Twitter. We're on Gmail. We're on all of your podcast listening devices. Um, if you could, take a minute and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Genuinely, it would be a really nice thing if you did that. So, yeah we as we mentioned earlier we will be back very very soon with an episode about a star is born but in the meantime keep watching movies
1: except (laughs) bright
0: and spider-man 3 bye
1: bye